2: the yard with your Atlanta Braves on Dukes and Bell. He
1: gets greeted rudely by Ronald Acuna Jr. It is gone.
2: Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Let's talk about our Braves, shall we? And we head to spring training where our man Grant McCauley is there. Uh, Grant, first and foremost, set the scene because it looked like a beautiful day down there. For folks who have not had a chance, you know, all those years at Disney, for folks who have not had a chance to get down there to the new facility, Uh, Talk a little bit about it before we get into the the team itself and uh, pitchers and catchers, man. What's it look like down there?
1: Yeah, really, really nice facility. And you would not know that that storm that rolled through last year had had any effect on it last year when I was there and certainly not this year. A beautiful day out there. I mean, this is very much a baseball-centric, you know, focus for the Braves. I mean, they were part of Disney. They were on the Disney property. They were one of the many things going on if you wanted to entertain yourself. But here – they kind of the main event, which I think is something they like an awful lot. Great stadium. It looks like you know, folks are already enjoying that tiki bar that's open out down the left field line. And as the Braves get onto the main field, you have an opportunity to maybe eat lunch and, and watch oh. Michael Harris hit some big home runs because he was swinging the bat pretty well today. And it's just good to see baseball activities going on again. So if you haven't been down here, it's a very different vibe than Disney, but one that uh, if you're looking for a baseball trip, you might just enjoy.
3: And I tell you what, Grant. If you like fishing, in a beautiful town, Venice, right down the road, is just uh-huh. beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, I you know, yeah. we spend a lot of time in that part of Southwest Florida. Man, it's it's awesome. I guess the only question, because we're, I mean, <laughs> team is pretty much loaded. What do we? What should Braves fans expect from Jared Kel- uh, Kellnick?
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the questions coming into camp, is what's it going to look like for him? And playing time was one of the questions that Alex Antopoulos and Brian Snitker were asked about today as they spoke with the media. And they were both pretty, I think, straightforward in that, We'd like to see him get the challenge of hitting against lefties. They did not bring him over here to be a platoon player. You can always adjust if you need to, but I think that this is one of the things that's really helped Michael Harris to ingratiate himself at the big league level and to really get comfortable is he's not sitting down every third or fourth or fifth day, or maybe three times a week. He's out there playing every day. And I think for Kellnick, That's something he's excited about is that opportunity to do that. And on the flip side of that coin, and going from Seattle to Atlanta, the expectations are not that Jared Kelnick has to come in with all the pomp and circumstance – and carry the Atlanta Braves. You have plenty of guys in this lineup who will be able to do that. So I think that this is one of the stories to watch in the spring, but also like what the effect is going to be of this change of scenery of getting in what they call the environment for hitting that they have here in Atlanta with Kevin Feitzer and that crew. There's a lot of excitement about Jared Kelnick and I think rightfully so.
2: The other story is Chris Sale, right? I mean, we, we have sure. high expectations for him, what he could add to this team, Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's going to have a great season. And I'm just projecting here. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to have a really good year. I know everybody was concerned about coming off the injury. Sometimes it takes a couple of seasons to come Mm -hmm. back from what he was dealing with. Talk about Sale and how they're going to handle him, Grant.
1: You know, and Alex Anthopoulos talked about this today as well, is that a couple of the things that he had, I mean, Tommy John is what it is. I mean, that's an invasive injury that took him a while to get back from. But they had some fluky stuff like getting hit in the finger with a comeback or a line drive to the mound. Falling off a bike, I'm sure that wasn't his plan. I don't want to fall off a bike anytime soon either, but that, he hurt his wrist. Just weird stuff that happened. But at some point, I know people look at it and say, well, he just can't stay healthy. What's going on here? And that has been the case for Chris Sale since, I believe, the 2019 season. But last year, 20 starts for the Boston Red Sox, surpassed 100 innings for the first time in five years. And this is his first healthy offseason season since, I believe, going into 2019. So there's a lot for Chris Sale to, I think, enjoy about his first spring with the Braves, but being healthy, he wants that to be the number one thing. No limitations, no restrictions. The Braves have not been big on innings limits or anything like that. So I don't expect to see too much of that going on either. And just let Chris Sale come out there and show you what he can. And Bryce Elder was asked about getting Sale in this rotation with these guys. What's that going to be like? And he said, in a word, I think it could be scary. And scary is a good thing in this... Uh, particular use of that word.
3: It is our man, Grant McCauley, best baseball man in town as uh, pitchers and catching and everybody else reporting down there. Grant, uh, we loved, I loved the comments uh, I got from A.J. Minter about, hey man, it's World Series or bust, because when you're mm-hmm. as good and as loaded mm-hmm. as this team is, those should be the expectations. When you add a guy like Chris Sale, who's got some nastiness to him and some attitude, and I don't know about Kelnick, I've read some things that say he's got some edge too. I mean, it's the things you can't define, but a little bit of swagger to match Phillies would be a good thing for this team
1: yeah and I think that they want that and and one of the things that everybody on the brave side and i think it's important to stress this is. You know, you can talk about the reasons why they lost. To some people, it just feels like it will be excuses as to why they lost. But one thing they don't want to do is sit around behind the excuse of, oh, well, we didn't have a week, you know, worth of games to prepare ourselves. You have to, at some point, just give credit to the Phillies for being exactly what you just said, and that is a team that played with a lot of edge and a team that just they went out on the field and they won. And at the end of the day, that is what it is, and the Braves have got to find ways to counteract that. So, I think that Chris Sale is a fiery competitor. That's certainly a good thing. Jared Kelnick having the opportunity to to come in and bring whatever it is that he does to this Braves team. And everybody being a year older in experience, not that you want to get old real quick in sports, you certainly don't, but having the experience and knowing how to perhaps combat some of these things may have this Braves club where it needs to be in October. But when you get there... There's, just, there's nothing to it but to do it, I think, is how the old saying goes. You've got to get the results. That's all it's about. Nobody wants to hear about the excuses at that point. So the Braves have got to find a way to get over that hump, and they feel like by setting some very clear and, and concise goals, like winning a World Series. Spencer Strider said this morning, I don't want there to be some kind of – we shouldn't feel bad about saying that that's our goal. That is our goal. And There's a lot of aura around setting your sights that high. But when you're the Braves, you've won a World Series. You won the most games in baseball last year. What else should your goal be?
3: It is our man, guys. Grant McCauley talking about the Bravos. What do you think as far as the rotation? I mean, I, know, I guess the best battle would be for the fifth spot. But, I mean, mm-hmm. do you feel that uh, – I, I guess – I don't want to put on Bryce Elder, but it just, it just seemed like it, at times everybody who's come through the Braves rotation the last few years is finding themselves in September, October, pitching more innings than they've ever pitched before. So, he'll be better equipped for something like the, the – they the, the kind of wobbled a little bit after the All-Star break, I guess is my point. We'll be better.
1: He certainly feels like he can be. And Bryce talked this morning, and I wrote about this, too. You can find the link on X and on social media at Grant McCauley where you can follow me. And, you know, the big thing, I think, with Bryce is that is a learning experience. And that is the most innings that he threw in his life. He was Gwinnett's opening day starter. A lot of people forget about that. He didn't even make the club out of spring training. And there was a while where it felt like it was Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider and trying to figure out two spots in the rotation. And he was an important pitcher for the Braves. But Down the stretch, his ERA over five in the second half. It was under three in the first half. Maybe he was due some regression, but he definitely got tired. And he said, you know, physically, you got to know that it's coming. But mentally, I need to find the ways to get over that. And he believes that he's going to be able to, with this experience, figure out ways to get the results that the Braves need every fifth day. But he's not taking it for granted that he is the fifth starter. He knows that in camp you've got Ronaldo Lopez, that the Braves signed to a three-year, $30 million contract. He's going to get an opportunity to start. And then behind that, you've got A.J. smith Schauver, who's the team's top pitching prospect, first-round pick Hurston Waldrop, and a host of other pitchers who got some big league experience last year. And the Braves had to use 16 different starting pitchers. So this story will probably not be decided for once and for all for 2024 right here in spring training.
2: Grant McCauley, our guest here on Dukes and Bell. We'll do this on a daily basis, guys, as we get into the baseball season because we want to keep you up uh, to date and informed on what's going on with our Braves. Um In my years of covering baseball, Grant, when you knew what you had, and I want to get your thoughts on this When once a team knew what they had, some of the veteran guys, some of the core guys didn't necessarily get as much work. Now, spring training is all about that. But what I'm saying is, is Snick going to be careful with knowing what he's got? His core guys, Matt Olson, all these guys that we now know what they're capable of Mm -hmm. and their workload in spring training. How does he manage that? This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. On TuneIn, go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: yeah i think you'll see guys you know get the at-bats that they feel like they need that's kind of the brains have kind of gone by that feel it's like all right well how many played appearances? How many innings do you need to get yourself ready for the season? And obviously ramping up, starting a little bit slower, perhaps, especially for pitchers. But then with the position players, just making sure that they've seen enough you know, live rounds, so to speak. And I don't foresee that being you know, anything that you know really affects the Braves altogether that much. I think what, what folks have kind of wondered about is as you get into the season, what does the load management look like? And I know that there's two different factions of, well, I love the guys play every day. And some people are like, well, I think they should get more days off. When you're trying to win every single day, it's hard to give guys days off. And to be honest, in the work ethic, a lot of these guys don't want the time off. So it's always interesting for a manager to try to, you know, figure that stuff out. But I think Austin Riley told me the best last year. I can't help the team from the bench. So when you're going through a slump, you kind of still want those at-bats. They're kind of important. So I don't know if that answered that question necessarily that you were asking. But as far as, like, the, the playing every day and that mindset for this club, I think it's a big part of why they are as good as they are.
3: It's a Grant McCauley with us, guys, and Grant. We always mention Philly. You spent a lot of time talking about Philly yesterday after AJ Minter's comments. You know mm-hmm. they're they're pretty good. Uh, I know that uh, yeah. you know, and Bryce will be having two arms that really work this year. Dodgers, we know, loaded up, but I mean, who who, who is a team that does worry? I mean, do, and by the way, in the division, the Mets obviously are going south, and the uh, Marlins are better. But who who should be who should be worried about other than the boogeyman that is Philly?
1: Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is, I mean, outside of the Phillies, who, again, last year, they had a good year by all accounts, and they were a a win away from going to the World Series for the second straight year. They were 14 games behind the Braves in the regular season. And I don't know nobody wants to talk about that because we all know what the result was. But, you know, the Braves have really established themselves as the class of the division, and they've said again, like, they want to win this division. They do want that buy. They've got to figure out a way to work with it, obviously. I don't know that the Marlins are necessarily any better than they were a year ago. They were extremely good in one-run games. That doesn't necessarily portend well year to year. They lost Jorge Soler, who's signing with the Giants. Where's the thump going to come from for this crew? I know they got, I believe, Josh Bell playing first. They got Jake Berger at the trade deadline. But losing 36 home runs of Jorge Soler in a lineup that could really use it, that I don't think helps a lot. Francisco Lindor said he's you know healthy this year after dealing with a lot of elbow issues last year. He's a 30-30 guy without it, so what's he going to be with it? And can the Mets have enough pitching? Do they have enough pitching to give any kind of push to the Phillies and maybe push themselves into the wild-card picture? I'm not really convinced. Nationals mm-hmm. in a complete rebuild, they're not going to be a factor. But you know, the Braves are the class of the East, and as far as the class of baseball outside of the Dodgers and I know that Astros team that makes it there every year, who really can challenge the Braves? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they're the prohibitive World right. Series favorites on just about every place you look.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions
2: in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music.
3: You said my word.